Good evening and welcome to Barbage Time Podcast, the official podcast of the Chase for Steve McGee. This week, I am your host, Commissioner Alex Kale, Commissioner Manager of the new El Shinolix Anonymous team. Uh, and this week, we've got the pain cast going because we've got three out of the final four from last year uh, that are currently under 500. So along with me is Ryan Warner and David Cook. Fellas, how we doing? Coaches reporting for duty. I've uh, I've I've been better, Kamish. Um, it's 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 paining me to look at the at the screen right now with the standings. So it's been tough so far this year. I mean, it's it sucks that both you guys are you guys are fucking trying. I, I'm trying this year. It's not for lack of uh, for moves or anything, but so far, just the cards have not been in our favor so far. Yeah, it's been real shitty on my end. I feel like I've made a lot of good moves, but there's still a long season ahead of us, and I think that I could rally up a, a win streak here at some point. David, do you at least like your team now? I know you went through so much struggle early on with your team because you hated them. And you, yeah, uh, I do. They re-upholstered the place. I do. I do like my team. However, I'm still a little trade happy. I don't know why, but I've been trying. I've been offering trades to a couple different people, um, really just just for fun. But I do like my team. I like my team. Okay. I just, well, I have how about you? How much do you like your team at this point? I still have a couple holes, but it's um, you know, things that I can work through. Warner, how about from, uh, you? Do you like your team so far? Um, to preface that, I, w- I was going to say from somebody that splits rent with uh, the jinked, jinked, not jinx, the jinked monks uh, manager, uh, yes, I can admit that David is definitely a little trade happy. Um, hear, hear about him pretty much every night when we're shooting the shit, hanging out in the living room. Um, my team, no, I'm not happy with my team, actually. Um, I've been trying to make trades, but my issue is, is I honestly am going to put it out in the open, but I feel like everyone knows this. I feel like I have zero leverage due to my performance from my receivers. So I pretty much have three players that people would want and that's it. So rather depressing, honestly. Uh, we'll get, we'll get into these a little bit deeper to, uh, when we, uh, when we break into the, the real quick question, quick question before we get started, Alex. Did yep. did did you know that I misspelled jinxed and put jinxed? Not before Warner mentioned it. No, I did not. I mentioned it to Warner because I realized it, and I I think it's funny that he said something because I wasn't going to say anything. But Warner, there you go. Nobody's um, going to know until this drops tomorrow. So uh, <laughs> sound off in the chat, but I would almost guarantee you that nobody fucking noticed that except for Warner. It's so funny because I, I asked him. I asked him to look at it. And I was like, read my team name. And he said, Jinxed Monks. And I said, read it again. And he said, Jinxed Monks. I said, there's no X. And he was like, wow, my brain didn't even register that. There you go. <laughs> yeah, I, I can't take credit for seeing that. David pointed it out to me. So well, there you go. David, you're number one. The The rest of them will have to, uh, they'll be lying if they said they noticed it before tomorrow. But um, let's jump in here to the week seven recaps. Uh, it was the uh, bye week blues this week, but the it seems like most of the winners seemingly put up some some decent numbers. Uh, starting with uh, Mister Number One Seed himself, Jeremiah Starner, the Wheelie Bros, who beat my team, formerly known as the Soas Canal, two hundred one to one thirty three. Um, so guys, we we talked about this, and we're going to try to do as much as we can to not be nice to Starner's team because uh, so far he's got himself a wagon. Uh, so Warner, I'll start with you. What can you say about Starner's team that's not nice? Um, well, other than his roster, um, we have a, a manager with an inflated ego that uh, is too cool to come on the podcast. Um, 
So I can't even recognize the talent on his team. Um, so when I look at his roster, all I see is point totals. I don't even see names or um, I think Mike Tomlin, Mike Tomlin said it on the Pat McAfee podcast. I just see grayless na- faces with no names. Um, so, yeah, I mean, putting up crazy amount of points every single week, but it doesn't matter when you don't come on the podcast. So That's right. And hey, Starner, if there's ever a time for you to come and, and chop it up, it's when you're like wasting everyone else in the league. So there's really no excuse for that. Cookie, what do you have for uh, for Big Jerv's team so far? I just think he's been the luckiest amongst all of us. Um, I don't expect it to last. I think at some point he'll he'll derail. Um, you know, some some of his players will will catch the injury bug, and um, you know, it's 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 bound to happen. He's not going to last this this uh, sustained. You know just point totals and all that, but it'll, it'll come around to bite him in the ass for sure, especially for not hopping on the pod. So fuck you, Starner. Yeah, it's not, it's not too far to say the Starner certainly doesn't have a very deep team. I mean, the second he hits a buy for, uh, for Henry or Taylor, he's going to the well to Sony Michelle. So that could be, that could be pretty bad if someone gets hurt. And uh, I'm trying to kind of jog around in my mind who Starner's going to fuck this up next year when it's, when it comes for keeper time. Who's he going to take as his keeper to fuck things up next year? I feel like he's going to he's going to pull Chris Godwin out of his ass next year and uh, just totally pass on everyone else for his keeper. He told me he's keeping Jamar Chase. Okay, that, okay. that's a, that's obviously a dumb choice. Why would he do that? Yeah, I know. Yeah, bad managerial skills coming out again. And his breath stinks. And his breath stinks. Can't forget that. Uh, so yeah, when we look at my side of things, uh, I guess overall pretty okay uh, performance for the bye week Blues. Um, Obviously, it didn't help that Lamar only got three quarters of action before they uh, let him hit the bench. But um, I guess you, you guys have any feedback for, for what I was able to trot out last week? I thought it was a good showing. I mean, 133 for catching the bye week blues. I mean, it's 133. It's not terrible, but it's obviously not great as well. But um, Lamar Jackson, you know, um, Debo's always he's been solid for you all year. DeAndre Swift. Um, I mean, you got you had your guys show up at least. Um, wasn't as bad as the jinked monks, that's for sure. That is true. That is true. Yeah, when you're going against two league winners in Chase and Cup or weak winners, I guess last week. I mean, I think they were literally one and two for position players. There's not much else I can do. So uh, you know, fought valiantly, and uh, I hope to see some better things out of my my prized horse Travis Kelsey at this point because uh, I wish I knew that Kansas City had sucked before I uh, kind of mortgaged away half my team for him. But uh, let's wrap that one up. So, yeah, Starner beat me down pretty good at this point. Okay, Starner. If you ever listen to this, fuck you. I will say one nice thing, and I don't know if you guys have any feedback on this. I literally think right now it is Starner or the field in terms of who's going to win Steve McGee this year. I think his team is that good. It has that much top-end power. I don't know if either of you guys would take the field over Starner right now, but uh, I'll I'll give you guys three to one odds on the field if I have Starner. His team is going to implode in the quarterfinals of the playoffs. Mark it down. Okay. I look forward to that. That's the uh, karmic payback he gets for not showing up to the pod. So, Man, fuck you, I Starner. I love that. I would fuck you. I look forward to hearing your feedback in the chat, and we'll move on to the next matchup. So, the next matchup we're going to go to is Barbage Time, number two in the league this year, versus Thank You Come Again, Yogish, who is on the up and up, uh, I'd say, in terms of stocks. Yogish's team is a buy right now. Um, made a trade and kind of offloaded some of his uh, 
I guess, less than useful assets in Mike Davis over to Dakota for Michael Pittman Jr., and uh, and that one worked out this week. I didn't even realize that he traded Michael Davis. Holy hell. When did that happen? Like, uh, I don't know, Tuesday, Wednesday morning, something like that last week. Wow. I've been slacking the chat. Bad move from Dakota. Michael Pittman Jr. is a sleeper this year and is now now come to the forefront, and I think he's going to do pretty well as long as Wentz uh, doesn't sprain both his ankles again. I mean, can you blame Dakota? We'll talk to you about Dakota's team more, but he does already have some wide receiver depth. Uh, he's got Nuck, A.J. Brown, Higgins, and Marquise Brown. So clearly he had some surplus that he could get rid of. It's just I think he could probably do better than Mike Davis, my uh, my humble opinion. But uh, back to Yogesh's team, I mean, he, he seemingly has hit the, the lottery a little bit, running backs that he does have. Uh, Henderson Jr., Fournette, and Drake, as long as uh, – Jacobs is out, all look like pretty decent plays every week, and so does Zach Moss on his bench. Um, he's got some work to do at the other positions, uh, but overall I think Yogesh is in a pretty decent spot to to kind of fuck some people's schedules up the rest of the season. Yeah, I mean, Yogi, this honestly, I mean, what, this is my fourth year? I, I, I think this is Yogi's best team he's had, to be honest with you. <laughs> um, at, like, and I CMC found, comes back. I found yeah, out the <laughs> I, I found out the hard way with fucking Fournette two weeks ago whenever I played Yogi. It was like, motherfucker had like 28 fantasy points, then Henderson did well too. Um, Fournette is the guy, man. So is Henderson. Both of them are like, no doubt about it, number one bell cows in either of those offenses. They don't necessarily I mean, run the ball a lot, but that's a valuable spot to be. Dude, and you want to talk about bye week blues. My man had four guys on bye. Um, still have no, – did. Did Yogi draft Justin Fields or is he just like keeping him there? I like I want to just, say he did draft him. I he, I, he I can't confirm him. that, but I almost am sure. So, I'm positive. Yogi Scott Fields. Barber ended up with fucking uh, Trey Lance and Trevor Lawrence. Yeah, <laughs> league league winners. So Yogi's riding with Fields in 2022 is the vibe I'm getting. Presumably, um, bad, bad. Presumably, move. that is a bad move. <laughs> Alex, but, do so you far. remember? Do you remember Big Cat? Yeah. So coaching with Big Cat, he's notorious for saying bad ball. <laughs> bad, bad move, Yogi. That's bad, all feels bad, bad move. Bad balls, <laughs> man. Look at look at that line from last week. 184, three picks, two fumbles lost. That is fucking bad, man. And I'm the idiot that end up going five and six <laughs> and pick him. And the Bears were my only loss. So what the fuck do I know? Um, but let's let's turn it over onto Barber's side. Uh, Barber, I would say, was hit with the bye week blues pretty bad. Uh, I think the only one that was probably worse than him was Garrett. But as you can see, Prescott, Eckler, and Cleep, all no doubt about it, starters, all on bye, and he still goes out and kind of boat races Yogi for the second most highest total this year. Um, talked to Barber a little bit about this before the pod started, but he certainly got out good on that Camaro trade this year or a couple weeks ago, um, kind of offloading. Tyreek Hill in a shitty Chiefs offense, and Chris Carson, who was a week away from IR, to end up with Alvin Kamara, worked out uh, worked out pretty well for him. And Cookie, your yeah. guy, Damian Harris, too, ended up uh, with uh, 106 and two on uh, on Sunday as well. I know that one's been hurting me. That has been hurting me. But I've I've been trying. He and I have been trying to work out work something out with something, and we just can't seem to come to it. But you know, his team has grown on me a lot. Um, Robert Woods, I mean, he's getting more targets, you know. So like, he he wasn't getting any targets when I when I had him. Um, Agreed. You probably sold him low, I would say. I think I did, but I think uh, Barber's team solid top to bottom. Um, 
and especially he, you're right, dude. He he made out on that Alvin Kamara trade, and uh, he. I mean, he's looking like one of the best running backs in fantasy right now, if not the best. Yeah, yeah. So much, of, so much of fantasy is just making the right trade at the right time. I mean, I couldn't tell you how many times this year I tried to trade Starner for George Kittle, and thankfully none of those went through because I would have completely boned me. But uh, <laughs> yeah, that's seemingly is that's what fantasy is all about: is getting the right trade at the right time. Warren, you got anything for Barbers? Yeah, I mean, um, I mean, the thing is. Who was it that was out? Uh, Prescott, and then just being able to plug Burrow in and get a thirty-six piece—that's um, big time. And then uh, Scary Terry had that big catch uh, to start the game, so that was probably nice to see uh, for B Barbs. And then just—I mean, I talked to him about it a couple weeks ago on the pod. It's one of those things where, like, you know, you want like consistent outputs for most of your guys, but when you get thirty-six from your quarterback, twenty-six from McLaurin, twenty-eight, thirty-two, like. When you're when you're getting over 130 points from four dudes, it's it's kind of hard to lose. Yeah, um, let the chips where they may. Yeah, so just big performances. Um, so yeah, I mean, teams looking real solid right now. And then, like you were saying, Kale uh, had Claypool, Eckler, and and Dak out. So um, definitely on the up and up for uh, B Barb's Warner. Back to Terry. Uh, how much were you sweating the game on Sunday? Uh, it it looked early, like the the football team was was ready to play. I was very surprised by that. And I'm surprised the Packers ended up covering late. But uh, what were you, what were your thoughts about the Packer game on Sunday? Um, to start off, it's one of those things like I, I, I don't really worry about as in now, if you're down like two scores or something at halftime, then I, I don't really worry about the beginning. Like I just, as in it's the NFL, you know, as in like right. um, now college is different, but NFL, you can score at any moment. And especially like with, I, I mean, obviously just being, lucky enough to have Aaron Rodgers on, you know, playing quarterback that I'm never really worried about being out of a game. Um, but yeah, no, Washington came out and looked really good. Um, the thing that was just wild was, um, the two block field goals back to back one for, uh, Washington and then one for green Bay. And then the just wild where Heineke like ran it in, but didn't Mm -hmm. get it because his knee was down. And then like, it was just that whole sequence. And, and then the, they fumbled like a couple times. It was just another one of those wacky games. But um, I don't know. Uh, Green Bay has done that the past couple of years. We'll have um, just like teams they should probably beat by like 30 or 40, but just kind of let them hang around. But I um, toy with them a little bit. I yeah. can confirm I watched the game with Bourne. He, w- he was more calm than uh, – the Bengals game for sure. That Bengals game, he was uh, he he got a couple of gray hairs from that one. Yeah, that's. <laughs> uh, it would probably be different too if you knew that the Bengals were good. Like if the Bengals had put that beat down on the Ravens before they played the Packers. You'd kind of be used to them going like toe to toe with them. But at the time, it was like seriously, the Bengals are going to fucking take us to overtime, and it's going to be uh, Crossberry to lose the game for us. <laughs> yeah, that was uh, that was. I mean, arguably, other than. I mean, I was way more drunk for the NFC Championship game last year, so I don't think I was as stressed. I was just like, obviously, just a degenerate, just drunk. But like, of course. but uh, but I've that was probably a top five most stressful Packer game I ever watched was that Bengals. Wow, Week Six in Cincinnati. You, you wanted one of the most stressful Packers. You want to know some? I remember I walked in and Warner's like locked in on the TV, and I'm like, "What's going on?" And he look he looks at me and he says, "Why don't you watch the TV?" <laughs> I, remember, I remember being like take a look okay man. you don't have to be a dick about it i just got here and he turned around he's like i'm sorry david <laughs> I, i'm sorry to be a dick <laughs> did 
dude. But I, I didn't yeah. realize that he like that Crosby had missed all the field goals and um like what led up to that point, you know. And then we were talking about it afterwards, and it was just like super funny how it all played out. Well, they got a they got a tight tight turnaround this week against Arizona. I think it's in Arizona too. We'll talk about that more once we get to uh, next week's matchups. But uh, that wraps up this week for Barbage Time one seventy eight to one forty seven. And the uh, the two division leaders both get the strong wins and uh, extend their lead over everybody else. Next up, we'll take a look at the Jack Sex Havers versus Nuck If You Buck. Nuck If You Buck, Ryan Brown taking the win, 131-90. to 90. Uh, Another bad performance for the Chiefs, uh, but we pretty much all know that by now. The Chiefs just stink this year. Uh, it was a bad horse to hitch their wagon to, and Cook, sounds like you got out of uh, Pat Mahomes at the right time. I honestly... Was that? Did anyone see that coming? Like, did anyone see the Chiefs being total dog shit? Like, because I, I feel like I've been trying. I've been trying to listen to smart people talk about it to explain it to me, and I can't. I can't get there. If anyone, if anyone sense. says, if anyone says they predicted that, you're fucking lying. Shut up. <laughs> I mean, like uh, Travis Kelsey's a little bit old, but I feel like their offensive line got better. I feel like it's another year after COVID where like things. Like, you have more time as the team, but I uh, – honest to God, I have no fucking clue. I, I read somewhere that his... apparently he signed his fat deal, but that shouldn't matter. I, I read somewhere that apparently his, like – the number of times that he, like, sticks to the structured plays this year has just, like, plummeted. Like, he, apparently he just takes the snap and just goes, like, I'm just going to do whatever so, the fuck I want. Scramble I'll, and all that shit, and it never works out. I'll chime in just because – so I, I, I don't know if I saw it on Twitter or if it was uh... – um, someone said it on ESPN or something, but they made a perfect comparison to where, so when the Packers um, ran the table in like, what was it, 2016? Um, Rodgers, yeah. like, to start the year, as in, so he figured it out and ended up trusting the line, but like, he was trying to play hero ball and was doing all this off-structure shit, and so it was like, kind of like him just like having to like play Superman for them to win. Right. Um, and then eventually figured it out. But like they were comparing it to like that's like how Mahomes is playing right now, where he's like not trusting the line. He's like his first read. If it's not there, he just he, he gets out of the pocket and just is off structure the whole time, which like then just like breaks everything down and they have no rhythm. Well, I was um, saying and some of his fucking interceptions literally look like they're from Jameis Winston. I mean, it's it's bad <laughs> on some of these. It's really bad hey, on some of these. The crazy thing is, though, is that when Jameis was throwing those picks, he was still getting 40 points in fantasy. <laughs> That's right. Yeah, it was his 30-30 year. That was the year that Garrett won the league. Garrett had Jameis. <laughs> I know. I year. lost to him. Yeah. Pat Mahomes is, uh, is, is not doing it like that this year. Um, but let's, let's go over nothing really to talk about on Matt's side. It's a pretty bad performance overall. To go over to uh, TB12. Uh, I think QB four this year, which is pretty incredible at 44 years old. Um, but seemingly looks like a top five play the rest of the year. And honestly, the Tampa seems pretty intent to just throw the ball nonstop, no matter what. They're just going to air it out, air it out. They don't care if they're up by you know 20, 30 points. They're airing it out um, this year. He's the uh, I just pulled it up. He's the number one, number one ranked player in Yahoo Fantasy. Wow, at 44 years old. Tom Brady, wow. man. That's crazy. And that I was the keeper, never... too. I mean, that's Dude. probably where people would have drafted him anyway, but that's that's pretty incredible. Yeah, he looks better than he's ever looked in his career, and I'll stand by that. Like, his movement in the pocket, like, he doesn't look like a stiff. Like, he's, like, got some wiggle to him now. And Dude, watching, 
watching him against Jalen Hurts a couple weeks ago was like the ultimate. It was literally like watching like a PhD student against like a high schooler. It was <laughs> it, it was a tough comparison to watch them go down both sides of the field when Jalen can't hit a seven out seven yard hitch and throws it over the guy's head and Brady goes and he finishes like. 34 for 40 and with three touchdowns that night that was uh that was not good that was not a fun fun enjoyable experience for me but hey at least he was covered that night so uh and how about mike evans giving up the 600th ball did you guys see that well did you see what the guy got for giving it up got a I bitcoin man tom, tom i saw tom said something about he was gonna give him a bitcoin but he got a lot of like he got another ball he got like a thousand dollars to go to the, like the the store, the stadium store, uh-huh. and uh, there was there was a couple other things on there. I forget. Dude, he got he got he got paid. He's or he got he got some stuff. He's he's gonna be all right. Yeah, you know what's funny what? though is he was like he was like I look forward to like maybe playing golf with Brady, and I'm like, dude, you are out of your <laughs> fucking mind. If you think Brady's just gonna meet you fucking <laughs> schmuck at the golf course on some Saturday to play 18 with you, like you are out of your mind. Brady's like that is well, never gonna happen. Brady's like round of golf with this random dude or Bitcoin. I'll just give him yeah. a Bitcoin. I'll just give just him a Bitcoin. <laughs> I don't care if it's worth sixty grand right now. I'll take that over playing golf with this schmuck. And that guy's probably going home to tell his wife, like, "Oh my god, man, I might actually play with Brady." Like, no, you're out of your fucking mind. <laughs> but hey, good for him, man. He's a he's a good dude if he's willingly giving up because it was probably a Ravel tweet or something that I saw. But like, they said that that thing could fetch like. Literally upwards of like five hundred thousand dollars, six hundred thousand dollars, like on the open market. So like that guy either knowingly was just extremely generous or was just a complete dumbass for like how much money he could actually get out of that thing. Because he could have been, uh, he probably could have bought a second house with uh, with the proceeds from that ball if he was if he was savvy about it. <laughs> for sure. How about Mitchell though? Yeah, like Mitchell's starting to pop off too, man. Well, and the the thing about Mitchell too is I don't think they even care about throwing his ball. They just want to feed, 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 feed him like he's like Derrick Henry or something. But he's clearly up to task. He looked good tonight against Indy, I thought. Uh, but granted, I only watched most of the first half of the game before Succession came on because I barely saw any of the uh, Colts come back that game. I hate Kyle Shanahan, so I don't even care about Mitchell. Yeah, I think that's a universal Packers thing. Well, it's more so for how he did my boy, who was going to be my keeper, Trey Sermon, and no longer will that happen. Of course. Happen, so. of course. Well, he I, did, I know he sure, did uh, sure Bra- Brandon Ayuk really bad, too. Nah, he? man. Hey, as a Packers fan, we whooped that ass. I don't. Kyle Shanahan's nothing True. in regards to fucking True. coaching and whatnot, but I just. Trey Sermon, man, I was so high on him, and he just. Uh, well, it doesn't help that Shanahan's the fucking dumbass that trades up for these position players, and then they get to camp, and he's like, yeah, I actually don't like them at all. He just never even thinks to play them. I mean, that's just that's his own dumb fault, and that's why we we as fantasy managers should not trust Shanahan in any personnel move that he ever does. Nope. But, uh, so what's up but, with Brandon Ayuk? Like, did anything come from that? Like, that's, that's my biggest thing. Like, I don't, like, because he had such a good year last year, but, like, I... I I think someone just picked him up or dropped him on waivers. Goofy activity, Cook. Goofy Bar- activity. Barber did drop this week. I can confirm that Barber dropped him earlier this week. From what I heard with IU, I think this is just like beat writers because all of this has been like kept under closed doors. They think whatever happened, Hamp was just like, whatever happened, like just miffed the coaches. Like he showed up to camp this year and whatever his deal was, rubbed the coaches the wrong way. I don't think this has anything to do with talent whatsoever. 
I think it has to do with like the precedent that they want to set for the team. And I don't think they have a problem using a second year guy that they really have no money invested in whatsoever as an example to do that. Well, so who knows? I, I saw maybe they trade like, in the offseason. Maybe uh, I don't know. I, I saw like some stats where it was like what exactly what you're saying, Kale, is that it has nothing like he's winning like a majority of his routes and like separation. Like it's not talent or like lack of skill. It's just, I guess, whatever he had done like in the offseason. So I'm big on the hashtag free Brandon Ayuk train. So, you know, if Brian Gutekunst wants to throw like a fifth round pick to just take him off their hands, you know, I, I wouldn't I wouldn't say no. So absolutely, man. I'll, hey, I'll be drafting him late next year, no matter what. You can you can mark my words for that because he's I think he's in for a rebound. I think Debo probably matters, too. I, I'm sure they didn't imagine Debo was going to have a breakout year the way that he did. But that's still no excuse to not let you know, like a super explosive player like Ayuk not get the time on the field. I mean, he, he was doing it on all fronts last year, catching the ball, receiving punts, like all of that shit. Like he's very clearly good, but for whatever reason, it, it, it did not jive with what the coaches wanted. So as a, as Ryan, I like you're a coach and Kale, like, I think, you, you, know, you know, just a question, but like, if you were, if you were I'm a fantasy coach, manager, if you were a coach though, like the goal is to get the best players on the field, right? I guess it's I different at the I don't, NFL level. And it's I guess, probably, like, I'll keep it short because I guess we'll probably move on here in a second. But I just don't understand when you're at the pro level, like, trying to do this discipline, like, old school mentality type shit. Like, Joe unless, running laps, you, unless he's, like, self-sabotaging, like, Ben Simmons or something, like, in preseason, then, like, okay, sure. But, like, I don't know. it. I don't know. It's just it's beyond me. Like I I agree with what you're saying, Cook. Get the best guys on the field. Get the most out of your talent. Like, yeah, yeah. Hey, man, it's Shanahan. You never fucking know with Shanahan. Uh, but let's wrap this Shanahan. up, Cook. Uh, Nuck if you buck with the win, uh, going up to three and four. Jack Sex Havers going down to three and four. Uh, next matchup we'll take a look up or look at is uh, Ryan Warner's matchup. The complicated fellas going down to curious germs. Mm. A boat race, one fifty-one to ninety-five. Uh, Warner, what's your immediate in-the-moment feedback after uh, after this week's loss? Um, well, my immediate feedback is let's add it up: two point two, four point eight. That's seven. Three point three, ten point three, plus four point nine is fifteen point two points from four different receivers. Hollywood um, Brown beats that on his own. I don't care if Baltimore gets me negative four, and I don't care if Aaron Rodgers gets me 30.66. I got 15.2 points from my receivers in four different spots. I say, um, Warner, I think you're the only one in the league that like has a legit wide receiver problem at the moment. I feel like wide receiver is like the deepest it's ever been. It's just you kind of got the short end of the stick this year. Um, yeah. Obviously, when Lamb comes back, it's a little bit different, but it seems like most of your eggs are in the uh, – the running back basket at this point. Yeah. I mean, the unfortunate thing is, um, and th- it's stressing me the hell out because I'm usually the opposite where like my receivers are really good. Then my running backs are suspects. So like, this is like a polar, like opposite feeling of like how I usually feel. Um, the only thing that really is bothering me, I guess about more so my receivers, it's one thing for like Julio Odell to be like shit in the bed, but lock it and i know you warned me about him but fucking geno smith dude like doesn't even like look at him and it's like this is this is outside of the normal locket expectations i i will say that no matter what this is this is even outside of like the be be wary of what might happen in the coming weeks because 
Gino is Gino is not a compatible quarterback with Lockett. He just he just is not. I don't think Gino really. I don't think he, yeah, this is going to sound weird. I don't think he throws the ball that well for guys like Lockett. You know, guys like Lockett that are all about like finding the pockets and coverage, kind of you know catching those Ru- nice balls and tight windows or whatever. I think Gino just wants to whip it as hard as he can. Because that's Russ, that doesn't Russ- drive Lockett. Russ throws him those moon balls, so it's like because Lockett doesn't create like a ton of separation, and also uh, he's like, a little very big. Yeah. So like, but he just trusts him a lot. So like, that's where and it's yeah, I don't know, man. I also got as in like I still would have lost definitely, but like having CD Najee Knox is hurt, and then yeah, so I mean, but push you comes to shove. push comes to shove. Well, I will say that fucking my boy Dearness came in and acted like he was Nick Chubb, but. He yeah. was nice on Thursday, man. He Dude, was he nice was, running the ball was, on Thursday. He looked like he should be starting somewhere. He's a, I think he's a good example of why uh, some fantasy managers just constantly say that running backs don't matter. Like if you got a good offensive line, you got a good infrastructure in place. Like you don't need to draft a running back high in the draft to have a successful running game. Like you can find guys like Dearness Johnson somewhere off the free agent market and and make it work with them. Yeah, I'll just end it on when push comes. When push comes to shove right now, I'm just I'm just down bad. So like you said before, it's the pain cast. So just that's right. you know, I'm struggling. But that's right. Cook, what do you got on uh, Dakota's team so far as the as the one that traded him half his roster? So uh one, I will confirm Chris Holtry did tell me that Jeremy is curious, but on another mm. on a football note, um I you know, I I like Dakota's team. I like his receivers a lot. Um, I mean, having uh, AJ Brown come back and you know just play back from injury. I mean, 130 yards, one set or one touchdown, and uh, 20 27 fantasy points. Um, the stack with Kyler and Hopkins. I mean, that's obviously lethal. Kyler's. I mean. In my opinion, front runner for MVP this year. There's, I mean, there's probably a couple other guys that are like really sure. close with the race. Um, I mean, you could argue it, but he, look, Kirk, the the big difference between those two is uh, Kyler's undefeated. Kirk's three and three, you know. But David, I'm gonna stop you right there. We are not doing any comparison between Kirk Cousins and Kyler Murray. I'm sorry. Oh, I thought someone <laughs> said Kirk. I thought someone no. said Kirk. That's why oh, I threw him. No, 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 no. no. No one Absolutely said not. Kirk. I would never put the two I in the same sentence. I would bad. put the two in the same paragraph. I thought someone said Kirk, so that's why. No. That's why. That's why I did that. But I, I don't no. know. Someone burped or something. I heard a crackle on the phone. Have you Have you guys heard all the uh, the shit around AJ Brown? No, like the literal shit where his stomach's fucked up, or is there something he, else? Yeah, but is he like OBJ and he like shit? No, he had some. Apparently, he had some bad Chipotle like two weeks ago, and it, like supremely like fucked up his like internal system. And apparently, now he's like finally like getting over it, and that's why he's like doing better. Is basically he got over this like stomach bug, food poisoning, whatever the fuck he got because he ate bad Chipotle. Damn, I just had Chipotle tonight. <laughs> well, I, 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 David, I hope God. your performance doesn't do as bad as AJ Brown's the next couple weeks. Well, damn, that's crazy. That's actually wild because I like I swear to God I just. I ate leftover Chipotle, you know. No, I that's think even it's worse. sour cream, man. I think this because I I went I I stopped eating Chipotle for a while um, because I had sour I had the sour cream a couple times and I kept getting sick from it. It never tapped me out for a couple weeks though. But um, 
I uh, I like Dakota's team. He's trying to. He was trying to trade me Davis this week, and I didn't even know that he that Yogi traded him traded to Dakota, and he got a whopping one point. That 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 dirt bag. Can't believe Dakota would do something like that. Yeah, dude. I think you. I think you lucked out with uh, Cordero in that bunch because I think Cordero is that guy, and Mike Davis is is not. Another hey, he's note. a former Viking, and I watched him play a lot, and. Uh, I always thought that he could, like he, he could definitely play running back. He was the kick returner. Um, they would always give him speed sweeps and like like buzz motion pitches. You know, like just uh, like his a, body doesn't look like a running. So I feel like he's he's very vertical when I see him run. Yeah, when I think does, about running he, back, he doesn't have running back aren't as vertical as, as Patterson is, but he's Patterson's good. He's put up really good numbers this year. He looks strong. It's consistent. It's he seems to be the guy that you want in Atlanta. Yeah, he has terrible pad level, but he he definitely he runs hard and he's so strong. But I didn't even realize Kyle Pitts was a top four tight end this year. Is that, is that I was correct? about to say. Speaking of Atlanta, I was going to say, how many of you guys are there? Any tight ends you guys want rest of season over Kyle Pitts? Now that it's clear that you can see that he's got a role in Atlanta's offense and he's willing to take it. No, other than other than uh, I mean, the clear three in my opinion, it'd be. Uh, no order, Andrews, um, Waller, and Kelsey. And then what, Pitts is four? And then Pitts, yeah, and then Pitts. I, I honestly think you might make the case that Pitts is in the top three. You could put him above Waller for me, and I would not be surprised. You can put him above fucking Kelsey, and I say that as Kelsey owner. Yeah, I think you could. You probably could argue that. You probably but could argue Cooster's looking strong. He's got some – he's got some – he's got a situation at running back. We'll say that much. He's got a fix. But we'll see what that looks like in the coming weeks. Uh, Germs, I don't know, strong scary. win. He's got Zeke coming back, though. He'll be all right. It is true. Yes, but he's still got to fill, fill that second spot, which he's got no one for at the moment. So let's go to the last one. This was the uh, the pillow fight of the week between the weak-ass pussies and the jinked monks. Weak-ass pussies Garrett, who is probably the biggest uh, the biggest loser of the, the Bimageddon this week. Pulls it out against David. David, you couldn't get enough out of the Monday night showdown to, to come back and win this week. So, David, let me get your in-the-moment feedback about the jinked monks. I um, Honestly, I blame it on Gino, Gino Smith. I thought that if – I think if, if DK could have even gotten – I think if I would have gotten one more score from DK from Jameis Winston and 100 yards from DK or just another touchdown from DK and 100 yards – I would I win I win this week, but um I yeah mean, it's, yeah you're it, exactly right six six and another ten plus the four for the hundred yard bonus probably puts you over there. And uh, it, I mean at the end of the day, man, like I mean I uh, I don't know, dude. My team I've had so much so much unfortunate shit happen. I mean Kareem Hunt getting hurt sucks because now I'm doing the same thing as Dakota trying to find that number two running back spot. I like my receivers for the most part. I mean, especially if and when Michael Thomas comes back because I can plug him in as a three. I can keep Cordero as a running back, and then all I have to worry about is a flex. Um, but with Kareem Hunt going down, that really actually makes things a lot more difficult for me. Um, but at the end of the day, man, I mean, I, I do like my team. It's just these couple of holes that I got to fill. But at this point, I'm what two and five. I gotta find a way to rattle off, you know, a win streak or my season's toast. Hey man, the good thing about this year is everybody's in the toilet. If you're not, if you're not way above five hundred, you're 
hanging out with us in the gallows this year. So, and I will also mention you have a, a certain podcast host here who has quite a few running backs on their roster, as well as a quarterback if you need. Uh, so we can we can chat offline about this, David uh, uh, Warner. Warner, what do you have about uh, Garrett's bye week blues performance going out and uh, staving off Cook for the win this week? Well, when you take a look at this clunker of a fucking matchup, who would have thought that the dynamic duo stack of M- Matt Ryan and Calvin Ridley would be the uh, that's exciting, right, Calvin Ridley exciting point was the exciting performance that you'd like to see. Um, that's so right. I know I know good old B Barbs is gonna love uh, looking at this one if he's going over it uh, while we're going over this and seeing Khalil Herbert getting a nineteen point eight, getting a hundred rush yards. Um, he looks good, of, too. Speaking of him and Dearness both, like, they look legit. Herbert runs really, really well. Yeah, I do. I, I thought do he like, looked awesome against Green I thought he looked really good against Green Bay. Yeah, no, he, he looks he looks the part for sure. Um, I think he's definitely won that backup job. Um, but, yeah, I mean, just looking at it, it is kind of nice to see Garrett. I mean, I know he had the bye week blues, but it is nice to see someone else have some receivers that shit the bed. Um, so it kind of makes me feel better. Um, but yeah, I mean, shitty performance from both teams, but hey, someone's got to win. So that's, right. that's what it's all about. And Garrett, Garrett got the win that he didn't need to have. And Cook got the loss that he really didn't need to have. Garrett up to five and two, Cook down to two and five. And that wraps up our week seven matchups. Damn, Garrett's uh, five and two. Garrett's five and two, man. Garrett is. Fuck uh, that guy. <clears throat> Garrett is currently in third place right now. Five and two, nine hundred and sixty-one points for, which I think is sixth most points for in the league. Dude, so, I take can't that lie. Way you will. I love his. I love his WAP logo. It is. It is pretty. It's good enough that he can keep it year to year, and I won't be. You I love complain about that one. You love his WAP. What his WAP <laughs> logo? His logo. The week uh, after uh, logo. Uh, it, it must have cut out on my end. I didn't hear the logo part. You know, so. <laughs> it's uh, honestly because like. When I first saw it, I'm like, damn, that kind of looks like me. And then I like somehow zeroed in on, I'm like, wow, that's good. Yep. That's good. <laughs> I just hate that I'm beside Starner. What a dude. That's right. And his breath stinks. Super And he's ugly. Shitty. Ugly. So when we move on to week eight, fellas, um, week eight's actually a little bit interesting because we have the, the two teams that are above 500 going against each other and three teams – or the six, or I guess the four teams above 500 going against each other, the six teams below 500 going against each other. So this literally might be the make or break year or week for about half the league. Is if some of these under 500s uh, lose again, they could be out of it. So let's start with the uh, the primetime matchups, uh, and we have one versus two this week. Starner the coward who wouldn't show up to the podcast versus garbage time. Uh, as of right now, Starner is the 54 percent favorite on Yahoo. Uh, Warner, what do you got for the Battle of the Titans this week? Ooh, all right, put me on the spot here. Um, just a quick glance, it's looking like to me that Starner's got some crazy good matchups. Um, Herbert versus New England at home, feel like he's gonna do great. Cup at so the only thing is, I guess, is like the game scripts, like, is in like the matchups are great, it just comes down to whether the games get out of hand too early and then these guys don't get as many points, but. I mean, Cup against Houston, Chase versus the Jets, and then that's all Barber can ask. That's all Barber can for is that both of those fucking guys play teams that aren't any good. That hopefully they're just ice, icing the ball for the entire second half. 
Yeah, that's what that's what I was talking to Dakota about last week before our matchup. Is I was like, I'm just praying that Kyler and DeAndre is somehow like it's like three defensive touchdowns. Jim, Jimmy Connor runs in one, and Edmonds runs in one. It's 35 nothing at half. Yeah. And- it, it, it ain't gonna be Edmonds. It'll be all Jimmy Connor. I, I know that as an Edmonds owner. <laughs> but uh, yeah, I'll I'll just do Sarner's side. Um, but yeah, look at I mean Derrick Henry shit, dude. Who knows? He can put up fucking 40 to 50. Who knows? Jonathan Taylor. True. On Wisconsin, best running back to ever come out of the school school's history. Um, he has been an absolute fucking stud this year. Um, Gasecki versus Buffalo, I, I'm not really too sure. Maybe that does work out for them, like some garbage time points. Um, and then Godwin, um, you know, pick your poison, man. I mean, Brady's got, you know, four, four or five guys to throw to. That's um, true. And they're all viable for fantasy, too. That's the craziest thing is, is Brady, Brady, what he's doing this year, is able to sustain – all of these guys at receiver, no matter so, what. So, I mean, just based on how this year has gone so far, um, I mean, I could see Starner putting up another 170, 180 point performance easily. So, okay, David, what do you got? What do you think of the uh, the matchup of the Titans this week? I'm going with Barber. Fuck you, Starner. Your breath Boom. stinks. You don't clip your toenails. You're curious and gay. I'm rolling with garbage time. Okay. For the record, I, I don't think my picks count because I'm technically the host this week, but uh, I think I would probably take Barber. I would lean that way. I think the, the biggest thing you worry about with Starner's team is the is Cup and Chase. I mean, either of them, I say that from experience, are inclined to go over 30, but that's if games are competitive. So if these games aren't competitive, that is very good for Barber's side. And uh, Barber happens to be the lucky one that has his quarterback going on Sunday night, which uh, for some reason, I always think the quarterback in the late primetime games is a massive, massive advantage, and I really can't say why. Uh, so I'm going to lean garbage time. So that will give Starner his second loss of the year, and we'll have them both tied atop the divisions. Uh, so let's go to the next one here, the other matchup of the above 500 teams, Curious Germs versus Weak-Ass Pussies. Cook, I'm going to go with you first. What do you got for this, uh, for this matchup here? Curious Germs. There we go. Um, just at a quick glance, uh, Josh Allen against the weak Miami defense. I like it. Ridley coming off injury, getting a lot of the targets still. And although I don't think he looked too, too good in it last week when I watched him play. I would um, agree. Ridley's, Ridley's getting the stats, but if you watch any of it, he doesn't look as dominant as you would like him to with the volume that he's getting. Um, Murray against, uh, oh man, this is a tough one, man. Truthfully. Um, I think that I'm probably going to have to go with Dakota only because, um, only because I kind of feel like it and I don't want to give Garrett any credit. He beat me last week. I'm still kind of salty about it. So I'm rolling with Dakota. So Warner, let's talk about this now. We'll talk about this before we get to your matchup. The Thursday night matchup in, this is in Lambeau, right? No, this is at, uh. Arizona. Down in, yeah, down, down right. wherever it is, Scottsdale. So how are we feeling going into Thursday night? Um, honestly, uh, so I'll, I guess I'll give my little uh, summary here and then we'll move on. But um, I, I'm, I'm cautiously optimistic. Um, so one reason is, which obviously, like, you'd have to look at who they played when they played them. But in the past two years without Devontae Adams, the Packers are 6-0. and and Aaron Rodgers' stats are out of this world. Um, so it's not even really um, – as in, like, Devontae being out, big deal. Like, I totally get right. that. 
Um, Joe Barry, our D coordinator being out, that's kind of suspect. Um, and I think like, in his in his own way, we'll miss Lazard just as much as Adams because of how much of a, a threat he is in the run game, um, sure. just a, as a blocker. Um, but the thing is, I'm cautiously <clears throat> optimistic because I read that the Cardinals' backup center might be out, so they might have to put their right tackle at center tomorrow. And then, oh, and then uh, Hopkins is a game time decision. I still think he's going to play. But the thing is, is um, Eric Stokes, honestly, like being a rookie corner has looked great i mean he gave up the touchdown mclaurin but it's terry mclaurin i mean he's gonna make plays but he right. has st- sticky coverage and hopkins isn't like i don't want to say he's not explosive but i don't think he's known for his athleticism so if he's got a weak tammy like and stokes has sticky coverage um as in like i just cautiously optimistic about that and then jj watts out tomorrow so that's huge um I'd say that's equally wow. as bad, bad for them having him out as Devontae being out. Um, so I'm cautiously optimistic. I don't, I, I, I'll say this much to wrap it up. Before the season started, I looked at this game on the schedule and thought we would lose. So I'm not going into the game like thinking, like, you know, being overhyped, uh, like overconfident about it. So we'll see. Um, but I, I personally think, I think, uh, I think this is a game the Packers steal. I think it's. I mean, Arizona's got to lose at some point. I think this is. So a you want to take the points with me tomorrow? Pardon? You want to take the points with me tomorrow? On this game, and pick them and pick them. The, what is the spread? I don't even know what the spread is. I don't know. Uh, it's probably like probably, four and a half, five. It probably fluctuated since Watt got ruled out. It was at six and a half today, but that was after Lazard news came out with Adams. So probably with Watt being out, it's probably back down to five or four and a half. Let me cousin Sal this real quick. Live line, six and a half to Arizona. Still six and a half. Still six and a half. I'm, I'm taking I'm – take, I think I might go with the Packers tomorrow. I think I might do it too, Cookie, just for fun. Warner, Warner's convinced me. Warner, who do you got for this week's matchup, though, between Dakota and Garrett? All right, let's take a look at this. Um, like Underrated rivalry, McGee, between these two. Is it? Yes. Um, so just looking at it, um, I think this is pretty even to be honest with you. Um, I agree. Warner. I, I agree. I know that's not you know I'm not you know putting a hot take out there or anything, but it's just like I'm looking at it, and the, I think the determining factor, at least in my opinion, um, this is obviously probably doesn't even matter, but just like let's see how Kyler and D Hop do. Um, you know if they okay. combine for like 70 points, as then obviously like like if they have a pop off game gonna lean probably Dakota there but if you know let's say Kyler has like a I don't know below average performance for him has like 25 and D-Hop 20 points top yeah like and D-Hop has like 10 to 11 then I'm probably gonna I, I have a lot riding in this with uh tomorrow night for sure okay I think I'm gonna go with Garrett I think I'm leaning Garrett this way obviously Dakota's it's got to do something for his flex and right now his choices are between Mike Davis Tony Pollard and Rondale Moore his keeper for next year as he tells me uh, so I have no fucking clue what he's going to be doing he in flex, but I, I earlier today. I also personally don't think the Cardinals <laughs> are as good as their record shows. So I'm I'm waiting for them to drop a couple, uh, and I have a feeling this will be one of them. So I'm going to go with Garrett in this matchup. I'm going to go say it one time. I only say it one time. Vikings should have beat them, but we're we we missed the kick, but we should have won that game. We should definitely should have won. Anyways. But I'll carry on. 
<clears throat> to close this out, I'll say I'm not going to make any predictions about the game, but big time Aaron Jones game tomorrow. So I'll, I'll lean Garrett. That's in Garrett's favor. That is in Garrett's favor for sure. All right, now let's hop to the next one. Uh, the last two teams currently in the hunt for Stephen McGee in the if the season ended today be in the playoffs. Myself versus Ryan Brown. Elshin Alex Anonymous, 143. Nuck if you buck, 129. Uh, I'm going to refrain from this until it's time to pick. Uh, so, Cook, I'll start with you. Uh, what, are the, what are the X factors for this week? Uh, so we got Jalen Hurts versus Tom Brady. That's, I mean, you saw that firsthand. Um, Mike Evans versus Debo. No need to rub it in, Cook. Is Debo, is that an O or is that a Q? Q. That is a Q for Mr. Samuel. Okay. Um, Johnson, Moore, Chanel, Judy's. I, I, I mean, I, th- I think it's, it's kind of close, but I think I'm going to have to go with you, Kale. Um, yeah, I think I'm going to just have to roll with you, even though I think you should try and find someone else for Jalen Hurts. Well, David, that's why uh, that's why we're on the podcast together. I'm trying to find find him a nice home. Uh, so, you know, if you're interested, let me know. Warner, Not what do you think of this, this playoff? <laughs> hey, hey, I don't – I look mean – Look at Hurts' stat line, hey, David. I will say that. He's a bad real-life quarterback. He is a fantastic hey, fantasy quarterback. I, I actually I was, just I was, looked at it, and I, I, I damn near was – I thought to myself, damn, I shouldn't have said that because he's actually been balling. <laughs> I, was, I was about to say, he might suck in real life, but kind of like Jameis a couple years back. But my man puts up numbers. and He averages him, more points per game than Lamar does. It's, I it's, mean – It's insane. It's stupid, but it's true. So, I'll say this much. Him at Detroit, I mean – it's got to be a get-right game for somebody, and, I mean, it's probably not going to be Detroit. I could see them not winning a game. Right. Um, so I'll say this much and don't want to go on a rant about it, but, Kale, I'm going to say that the Eagles might be my least favorite team to watch because Nick Sirianni doesn't know what the fuck he's doing on offense with his play calling, and it pisses yeah, me off. Yeah, this team gives a lot of the, uh, the late-era Chip Kelly roster. Just completely unlikable, not very watchable, kind of just – very distasteful all around to uh, to enjoy on Sundays, but uh, got to do anyway, what you got to do. To stay Hopefully, on Fletcher tra- Cox finds out home next year. Um, but yeah, to stay on track here, um, let's check it out. Uh, Lavisca, I don't know what he's going to do for you, Kale. I know you're obsessed with him, kind of like good old uh, M. Smith was with good old Chris Herndon. Um, don't know what's going on there. Let's see, Mike Evans, Tom Brady. So against Actually, New Orleans, Evans, Evans game happened last week. That's one thing I'm trying to hang my hat on is the uh, three-touchdown game happened last week. I hope it doesn't I'm, happen back-to-back. I'm, I'm pretty sure Lattimore has his number in that matchup as well, if I'm not mistaken, as he, does with, most, as he does with most receivers. Um, okay, Judy's coming back. First game back. Uh, I don't expect him to do a whole lot. Probably going to be on a pitch count, I would assume. Gibson has, Washington, a, though. Gibson has a broken shin. He's still out there fumbling the ball, trying to get in the end zone. So I respect him, but he's not. He hasn't been doing too hot. Um, James Conner. Uh, you know what, Kale? I'm just gonna bullshit this one. I'm definitely. I think I'm gonna lean with you. I'm gonna. I'm gonna go with good old Commissioner Kale bouncing back. I'm gonna lean with myself as well. I think that. I think Kelsey's projected a little too high for Monday night. I think Yahoo's. Yahoo's. Uh, their algorithms are still a little fucked up because I don't think I don't think you can project Kelsey anywhere above twelve right now with a with a sound conscience. And Swift's is a little high too because he seems to get all his points in garbage time. And I don't think the Eagles are good enough to put the Lions in garbage time this week, but we will see. Um, so let's talk a little bit. I, I just you guys for the show. 
what's the pathway for either of these two teams to win Stephen McGee? So, David, I'll start with you. What's what's the path for Ryan Brown to win Steve McGee this year? What has to happen for him to win the championship? Repeat. Uh, so I think he definitely has well, – I mean, Tom Brady has to keep doing what he's doing. Um, I think that Tom Brady has to be better than QB1. D- no, I don't think he necessarily has to be better. Um, but he, he, uh, he has to keep doing what he's doing at least. I think that DJ Moore and the Carolina Panthers, they started off super hot, but they've kind of fiddled off here the past few weeks or the past couple weeks. He needs to do better. Um, I would say Mike Evans, he needs, I mean, Mike Evans along with Tom Brady, if he keeps getting targeted by Tom Brady the way that he's been this year, I feel like last year it was kind of, they were all feeling each other out, but Tom Brady and Mike Evans is super selfless, but like he's the best receiver in my opinion on that team. And, um, I think that Tom Brady and Mike Evans with that staff, they need to continue to pop off DJ Moore and, um, and, uh. I mean, I, I I think that um he, I mean he could and I mean he's got Mitchell too. If Mitchell just keeps uh, getting force fed like he did this past week, um I think he definitely has a good shot. In terms okay. of you, I think you're right there with him, dude. I mean, honestly, um, Debo. I mean, is he still leading the league in receiving? Right. He's up there. He's in the top five this year. I mean, I I, I think I'm better than my record shows, but I don't think I'm close to being good enough to win the thing this year. But, uh, I think uh, for you to make the playoffs, you're, I think it's more so make the running backs win than the your league. receivers. What's happening? If I win the league, what has to happen? If you win the league, your, your receivers have to pop. Or sorry, your running backs. Your running backs have to pop. DeAndre like, Swift has to be like RB2 the rest of the season. You need, Are you saying you need even further down? You need, I mean, even Edmonds. Um, who else do you got down there? I'm not even. Josh Jacobs. Uh yeah, I would say you would need your running backs to um, at least get you like 15 plus, 15 plus a week. Okay. Okay. That seems in the range of outcomes. I still don't think that's enough for me to win the league. Warner, how about you? What's the path? I'll win the league, but still teams? make the playoffs. That's not what I'm interested in. I'm going to win the fucking thing. Dude, come on, man. You're being greedy. I haven't I won yet. I haven't won yet, and I'm trying to win. <laughs> Warner, what, what do you think? David, the whole talking point, the whole purpose of this is for us to discuss the pathway to a championship, all right? Oh, I thought it was the playoffs. Get on board. To win the thing. All right. So, anyway, enough of Cook. Um, So, let's go. I'm looking at Browns to start. So, for Browns team, in my opinion, um, so once Barkley and and Montgomery come back, if he – just roster decisions, just looking at it, if he can flip Elijah Mitchell, if he keeps turning in the right direction, and maybe another player for a, a wide receiver one or like a high end wide receiver two, I think that could do it for him. Um, looking at your roster, Kale, pretty much going to piggyback off Cook, um, as in consistency out of the receivers. And then the thing is, is if there's somehow that you can upgrade your running back at least at one spot, because I think DeAndre Swift's a definite RB one or like you know very high end RB two. It's just sure. having that conglomerate of Chase Edmonds, uh, Jacobs, Carter, et cetera, like that's probably going to yeah, end up hurting you. That was, but, the, that was the area of my team I didn't allocate a lot of resources to. I was just like, I'll just get some guys, see what happens, and none of them have been studs. They've all been okay, but none of them have been studs. Your team kind of reminds me of mine last year, um, just from like the heavy uh, wide receiver perspective. Um, 
But yeah, just probably okay. gonna have to. Probably gonna have you to. Say, you can say worse things about my team. Probably, probably gonna have to hope for about seventy points a week from those, at least from uh, Samuel, Deontay, Devontae, and Kelsey. Yeah, I personally think the only way that I can make it is Lamar has to go God vote again. I mean, like through 2019, 40 points a week, all that shit. Which poop uh, his pants in Cleveland, uh, Ohio. That's right. Lamar. Somebody needs to give him some bad Chipotle stat because that's that's when he pulls out his best performances. Um, okay, so uh, let's move on to the next matchup here. Uh, David, Jack Sex Havers versus the Jinked Monks. Uh, as a programming note, as I kind of said in the group chat this week, anyone from Matt's team is just going to be, I'm just going to replace any zeros with the highest uh, projected bench player on his bench, but doesn't sound like he'll be getting any free agents uh, for the time being. So, David, what do you think of this matchup? I think that Patty and Tyreek Hill are about to go bonkers, the New York Giants. Um, Amari Cooper... He could potentially feast against a uh, Patrick Peterson-less Minnesota Vikings. Um, was P2 so, their number one corner this year? Who? Was P2 their number one corner, Peterson? Yeah, he, he's ha- he's actually had a really good Ooh. year. He's had really? a really good year. Yeah, that, that seemed yeah. like a dire signing to me. I don't know. I don't know the specific stats, but he's 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 played really well. Um, I, watching I, the games, I, they, they, they don't target him. They never target his side. They always target Brashad Braylon, who's a former Kansas Whoa. City East cornerback, and he is a bum. He gets tor- he's been getting torched. I mean, I look at all the like all the but I follow all the Vikings Instagram pages, and everyone eats him alive. Like he needs to be <laughs> traded. He needs to be cut. He needs to be fired. Like Cameron Dantzler, but Pat Pete, he's got a hamstring, so uh, it's literally. Cameron Danzler and uh, Brashad Braylon at corner. So that's not good um, unless we get a tremendous pass rush. But I think it's going to be Scott. I take the over in that game. Okay. Um, I mean, a lot Joe of this Mixon against on the Dallas, Jets, Minnesota, David. What do you think about that game in general? Uh, I mean, I like our chances, but at, at the end of the day, we're we're going to need test? we're going to need a couple stops at some point. And I hope they can give it to us because I, I think our offense is good enough that we'll score. It's just a matter of can we stop them? And Dak, mm-hmm. I mean, Dallas's offense has a ton of a ton of weapons. Um, Dak has been playing out of his mind. He's been playing really well this year. I won't say out of his. He's been playing really well. I it's think it's, it's good. I think it'll be good, awesome. I think it's gonna be a good. I think it'll be a good game, a good Halloween game. But you know what I'm gonna say. You know what I'm gonna say? It's Kirk Tober. Kirk, my man Kirk's playing on Halloween, dude. Come he's got on one now. more week. He's got one more he's going, week. That's it. He's going dummy. He's going stupid. Like if he doesn't, then I'll shut up the rest of the year. But I'm projecting 35 points minimum for Kirk Cousins Sunday Damn. night on Halloween. That's that's a guaranteed dub for you, David, huh? I wouldn't say guaranteed. I still have a couple holes I need to fill, but um, I mean, DK against Jacksonville with a shitty uh, Geno Smith. Stephon Diggs against a get-back Miami. Um, I like that matchup. Cordero against Carolina. I like that matchup. Dalvin Cook against Dallas. I mean, I, I like my matchups this week, really. Um, but I, I've had so much bad luck, man, that uh, I just I, – I don't – who knows, man? I mean, I got most of my team this week, and uh, I mean, I'm obviously going to roll with myself. But I think uh, 
I think this Dallas game is going to be where where um where I win or lose this week. Okay, Warner, what do you got? Just in general, quick before we uh, get your get your feedback on David's path to the path to the ship this year. Hide your kids, hide your wives. Kurt Cousins on Sunday night, Halloween to end. Kurt Tober is going to ball out. Get David Cook a dub. Going with David. There we go. I like guess let's let's talk big. Who do you got, Kale? Who do you got, Kale? I want to know who you who you're taking. I all right. I'm taking Matt. I'm going to take the Mahomes and Tyreek stack on Monday night. I, I they they're bound to get right eventually. I think is this the, is this the get right game? I think this is the get right game. I think I, I think it could shit. be. I, I think it could I, be. I I think Joe Judge might be threatening 50 laps around the field if it's the get right game for these guys. So I don't know, <laughs> right, man. Right after the game ends. Before they even get undressed in the fucking <laughs> locker room, I'll I'll take I'll take that against the Giants with Cooper in the shootout because I think that I think that Vikings game is going to be forty five forty two, but we'll see. So Warner, I'll start with you. Let's let's have you give your path David's team to win the ship the ship this year. What do we think? Oh man, that's a tough path. Um, let's take a look here, Dave. Like here an eight game win streak. <laughs> I wish I could talk shit, but hey, I'm in the fucking two, situation. Two and five is not out of it. I will say this, man. Ninth place, two and five is not out of it. You're, well, you're one game worse than the, than the fifth best team in the league. We we get an extra game, right? That's right, so, yeah. So usually we do 13, if I'm not mistaken, and this year we'll do 14? I think. Or is it 12 and then if, this year's 14, 13? 15, 16 are the playoffs, so you get to 13. Okay. That's the most you get to is 13 for the right, playoffs. All right, all right. So – Man, no, form. sorry, I'm wrong. Yeah, you get to 14. No, that's right. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Hey, we got a little bit. Of, we got a lot of ball game left. All right. So, so all right. All right, Cook. Let's take a look here. Um, the one thing that I will say is that you have a lot of flexibility if you can keep it up with having Patterson. Because uh, I hate it, but you're a lucky son of a bitch, and you got that wide receiver running back thing where you can put him wherever you want. Um, so let me take a look here. So what, Kale? You, you I got said that- I got one for I got one for you, Cook. How about Tyler Higby? Tyler Higby's been like actually involved in the Rams' offense, and I know he you just kind of picked him up off the scrap heap, but like I think he has a chance to knock on the door to be in the top five tight end. And you know, Tyler, I had him in my he gets run the looks that I lost to Garrett. I remember I was playing double tights. I had Mark Andrews, and then I had uh, Tyler as my flex, and. He he balled out, dude, and I I have a lot of hope for Tyler because of that. But I I I I mean, he is being incorporated more, but it's still. I mean, if you look at his last hey, four weeks, good it's athlete not. gets targets in a good offense. Say no more. Like he he has a chance. That's all I'm saying. He has a chance to do some stuff this year. Just throw him the ball, Stafford. Come on. So I'll finish it up with Cook's roster with that. I just think the biggest thing is if, if he can survive these next two to three weeks and get like go two and one, that when Kareem comes back and he can take Melvin out of his lineup and then he can throw Patterson around. Um, that I mean, I, I think his roster is looking pretty solid. And then the, the, the biggest takeaway is I'll say if Michael Thomas can live up to two thirds of the hype that, that Cook's been portraying that he will, he'll do, then I think there, there's a path. One third. <laughs> All right. Do do we have a, a pass had to win the league the way that the format is currently constituted? Yes or no? Go ahead, Cook. What for me or for Matt? For no, Matt. For for Matt. 
Absolutely. I mean, he's got Patty Mahomes. I mean, you can't put anything past Patrick Mahomes and Tyreek Hill. That's a great stack to have. They're going to get right at some point. I don't see them missing the playoffs. What's their current record? Three and four. I don't see them missing the playoffs. Even if they barely squeak in and they're the seven seed, I don't see them missing the playoffs. I like Amari Cooper. I think his receivers are solid. Um, you know, I, I don't know how I feel about Jones Jr., but I like his running backs for the most part. Um, I mean, he's got uh, Darren Waller, who's on a bye this week. But I say, Waller's I mean, probably about an important part the rest of the year. And then a low-key a low key receiver, I mean, Antonio Brown, I didn't even see him. He's out this week. He's got Chris Carson. Like, when if Matt Team gets healthy, I think he's definitely, you know, like a, a, a contender to get in the playoffs and maybe make a – a smooth run. Um, I think that he could make a run. I think he, I think he makes one. Let's say you, Warner. Um, yeah, I, I, I definitely see a pass. Um, just from the aspect that you get Waller in there, his bye week's over. Um, I mean, I, I know he hasn't lived up to the hype this year, but he's definitely a – I mean, in my opinion, I think he's easily a top three tight end and has the capability to, you know, put up 20 points at least on any given Sunday. Definitely um, like, I'll, I'll agree with Cook for sure. I'm not a big Marvin Jones Jr. guy, but um, we'll see what happens. Like, AB's out and then the low-key guy, and we'll see what his projections look like moving forward um, after Monday night. But I think Tony, if he could stay healthy, man, like, maybe they found a little gem with him. So if his projections are higher and he's able to, like, start over Jones consistently and you get Waller back in there, um, yeah, I mean, it's just – I think it comes down to health and then obviously just the right matchups at the right time. So I, I – I see a pathway for Mr. Smith. Okay. All right, so let's wrap it up with the last matchup of the week. Uh, this is between the two, two, and five teams, the complicated fellas versus uh, again. The uh, Yahoo projections have you right at 50-50. Again, that is before <laughs> Yogesh replaces Kenyon Drake, which I hope he will do before game time on Sunday. <laughs> uh, Don't so, listen to the podcast, Yogi. If, if hey. no one – if no one – Adds him and group me, I bet you he doesn't. If a tree falls in the woods and nobody's around to hear it, does it really make a sound? <laughs> <laughs> That's David. what I'm saying. That's what David, I'm saying. <laughs> what, do you, what do you have for this up here between uh, between these two juggernauts, both both clawing at the, at the jaws of life right now? Oh, you, did you ask me or Ryan? You. Oh, my bad. <laughs> um. So, uh... I can't lie. I I I I do like Yogi's team. I think that he's he's put together a solid team, especially within the past like four or five years that the league has Definitely. went on. Like this is one of his better teams for sure. Um, I think I'll I'll give it to Ryan based off of the sole fact that he's just a better manager. He's a better fantasy manager, and he's gonna make something happen. Aaron Rodgers. I already told you. They're going to beat Arizona without Devontae Adams. He's going to fucking deliver the shit, and he's going to have fucking 350 yards passing. Packers are going to win. Aaron Rodgers, complicated fellas. Take it over. Thank you. See you never. That's so nice of you, David, to uh, to kowtow to the other uh, podcast guests tonight. Uh, Warner, what do you think? How are you feeling? Good up. Um, well, if I was to say that I'm very confident and optimistic, I'd be a fucking liar. Um, so 
I did just add somebody within the past 10 seconds. Um, My guy, Kale Hayes. So, Kale's, Kale's favorite player. <laughs> it is through the ultimate um, X Factor this year. So, keep saying it. So, I got to find something. And essentially, for me, it's going to come down to um, when it comes to this week specifically, I can't trust OBJ right now with two fucking like shredded shoulders. Um, Julio is very hard to trust, obviously, just because of performance and then fucking Lockett. So I'm going to choose between Jones or Lockett's going to come out. Uh, I, I'm having a hard I think, choice. Yeah, I was going to say, gun to your head, who do you trust the rest of the season between those two, assuming Geno's going to be the quarterback for Seattle the rest of the season? Oh, yeah, if, it was, if, it, if it was the rest of the season, I'd probably go Julio, but with Russ is coming okay. back probably in like two weeks. So, um, sure. but... Yeah, I don't know. I, so I'll probably honestly, and I'll, I guarantee fucking Gina is going to do some stupid shit, and I'm going to regret it take, taking Lockett out. But I just, I've watched the past couple of games, and I just, he doesn't even look for Lockett. So probably going to rock out with Cole Beasley, um, which it's just the matchup. They're going against Miami. Like, I, I feel like he could easily get a touchdown, but um, Allen spreads the ball out there. Um, so we'll see. Just looking at it, I mean, uh, Yogi's got great matchups. Um, yes, he does. He's got great matchups. So, um, if Kenyon Drake stays stays in his flex, then I'm going to go me. But <laughs> if Kenyon Drake does not stay in Yogi's flex, I'm going to have to go Yogi. So but, has Devontae Smith and Zach Moss look on from the bench, waiting for their opportunity to play. Yeah. Waiting. I mean, my biggest, the biggest problem Good for me is, coach. is just I, like I've got Kenneth Gainwell in my starting lineup. Um, I can't trust my receivers, so I mean, I hate, I hate saying it, but I, I can confidently say that I think I have the worst team right now. So we'll see what happens. Well, let's hey. flip this around, David. Can you, can you convince me what Warner's path is to come back and win the ship this year? Uh, yeah, lock it. And Jones, well, Jones stops bullshitting because this is his second year now where he hasn't been a top five receiver, right? So if mm-hmm. Jones stops bullshitting, also also getting older, keep in mind he is he is getting older. But I mean, is he even top fifteen at this point? You know what I mean? Like he could. No. He, I think no. I think Jones could be better than how he's played the past two years. Jones gets better. Um, Nick Chubb with Kareem Hunt out shows that he is the guy and like there's like no comparison, which in my opinion, I don't know why they ever had Kareem Hunt running with Nick Chubb back there. Najee Harris keeps doing what he's doing. CD Lamb takes over that wide receiver one in Dallas and Aaron Rodgers just keeps doing Aaron Rodgers. And Geno Smith can somewhat even remotely just get the ball to Tyler Lockett. Um, He, uh, I think uh, I think Warner. I, I mean, Warner's still in the thick of it, like you said. If I'm in, if I'm still in it, Warner's still in it because percent Warner, Warner wins this week and he's a game away from the playoffs. That's that's really all it boils down to. Thing so is, not- I'm I'm playing Matt, who has a better team than Yogi, and Yogi's the worst manager. So I give it to Ryan. I think Ryan. I think Ryan can make something happen and uh, go, Pat, go. Sure. So Warner, I, I would agree. I think you've got to stop the bleeding at wide receiver. And obviously that's that's none of your fault. It's all the external factors that go around with it. Julio needs to find his role in Tennessee. 
and Russ has got to come back because as long as Gino's playing, Lockett is a he's a tough, tough, tough start. But on top of that, right, Gainwell's got to pass. If the Sanders injury is when people think like there's, I think there's a role there in Philadelphia, albeit not a great offense, but to have a decent running back play in that offense. And for all intents and purposes, the reports on Gainwell are fairly positive, kind of across the board. So. so there could be a path. That's not to say that's enough to win it, but that's enough to at least mix it up a little bit. Uh, Warner, I'll, I'll give the floor to you. What do you think? What do you think you have for Yogi's path to winning it right now? Because I'll be honest, it seems pretty good. I'm not saying it's good enough to win the thing, but definitely in a position to be competitive. I think the funniest part about this is that Yogi, like you would just from him being made fun of as the worst manager in the league, like you would just naturally think like there is no path, but Yogi is only one of two people to have multiple championships, right? Exactly right. That's the caveat you have to say every time you make fun of Yogi. So one of two managers to win twice. Yogi has a path and always has a path because he's fucking won it twice. So let's take a look here. Um, I think in like, we, I think it was you that said it earlier, Kale about, um, the Davis Pittman where it's like, didn't really, you know, like Dakota needed to fill something in at running back, got a little desperate, but I love that Pittman pickup for Yogi. Um, I think he's going to be like a, a mid tier wide receiver too, like, or even high end wide receiver two, or like a very high end wide receiver three worst case scenario. Um, so I think that's huge for Yogi. Um, you would know better than me, Kale, but I mean, Devonte has been having a pretty solid year, right? Yeah, I mean, him, him and Hurts definitely have a good connection. I wish they played in an offense where he wasn't the no-doubt-about-it number one guy to rely on because it's pretty easy for defenses to kind of key in on the Eagles' passing attack. And also, Hurts cannot throw the ball. But overall, I would say Devontae is a – that's a plus this year. That's a that's a Howie, a Howie good pick. We don't I always mean, get those. The thing is for Yogi, like, so if he beats me this week and then as in gets McCaffrey back, like what, Christian's – how long is he out for? Is it, is it like another week or two? Or I thought, yeah, I thought this week was a game time decision. I mean, he's actually still out, but yeah, that, so like, he's projecting him to play next week against New England, and their buy's not for a while. Is it anything I mean, like smuggling around the buy? He will so probably pay, hopefully, play before the buy. As crazy as it sounds, obviously, kicker and defense are always kind of up in the air. But if you fill it once, once uh, CMC gets healthy. I mean, you guys can correct me if I'm wrong. I don't know. He doesn't like necessarily have the best players at each spot, but like he has no holes in his roster. I I would agree. I would agree. I think the the one area he needs a little bit more from is he he drafted Keenan Allen to be the guy that gets 12 to 13 targets a game, yep. and unfortunately with Mike Williams, he's not in that role. So something's got to happen with Mike Williams to put Keenan Allen back in that position where he's like Herbert's like number one safety blanket. Like I'm in the pocket. I don't know what to do, Allen. And that's what he did last year, and that's kind of been his role with the Chargers for years. But it's clear that Herbert's a little bit better this year, and Mike Williams is a hell of a lot better this year. Um, but Yogesh kind of drafted him, needing him to be that guy that's just going to soak up targets all game. But, yeah, I mean, in my opinion, like, Yogi's, Yogi certainly has a path. If he can beat me this week, um, and that's what it comes down to with, like, me cooking him, being at two and five. Whoever wins is right back in the thick of things, so. That's right. right in the thick of it. And honestly, even if you lose, you still have it. You still have an out. This is it's not a good one to lose, but you're not out, out yeah. probably until another try, week or try two. Try another week. Try another week, I'd say. Lose, right. lose two in a row from here, two and five, and I, I think now you're you're pretty not hundred percent, but you're you're pretty much toast. <laughs>
So how do we how do we score this one this week? We had uh, David, you picked Warner, and Warner, you picked Yogish. I'm picking Yogi. Yep. Okay, there we go. I'm probably leaning Yogish as well. Uh, his his team looks really really damn strong at this point, and Warner until the wide receiver situation gets figured out, it's gonna be it's gonna be a tough one for you. Uh, so that wraps up week eight, eight precaps. Uh, boys, do you have anything else for the group before we sign off for the evening? Cougars. Uh, so uh, some positive news about the Harrisburg Cougars. Um, we play Chambersburg this week, so we, we they're they're really bad. So we're uh, we're going to beat them more than likely. Uh, pending, Second rugby. Pending anything like traumatic happening um, within. With you know, with, with anything around the team, like the whole team being together, and something traumatic happens, so um, mm-hmm. we're, we'll we'll beat them, uh, which means that we'll be the Commonwealth champion. So we'll win the Commonwealth. Um, and uh, throughout my Looks time, like being, uh, we'll be the two seed. So uh, we don't know who we'll play yet because, like, I want to say like five through eight is like kind of up in the air. Like, there's like. There's, I want to say there's like five teams that are kind of there's two teams that are fighting to get in and there's three other teams that are like and they kind they play each other and it all matters whether they win or lose so um, we'll exactly. end up being the two seed um, you know we'll have a strong shot to win districts and make a solid run and then um, oh there was something else oh yeah the bubblers the bubblers play steel high for the capital uh, division championship. On Saturday, and myself, and I don't know if it's the whole Cougar staff, but there's going to be a few few of us there from from the Cougars watching them play, um, rooting for them too because they all okay. hate Steel High. They think Steel High. Um, they don't like the head coach. The head coach is a he's a he's a loser and a fraud and just kind of a shitty person. But okay. um, rooting for the Bubblers to uh, win the Capital and. Um, I think that they will absolutely annihilate Steel High. I think I think the spread is legit, like uh, eighteen. I'd say minus eighteen. Sheesh. Who's the best player on the bubbles bubblers this year? What was that? Who's who's good on the bubblers this year? Who's the reason why they're uh... Ryan would know better than I do. He's watched a couple of their games. Um. So probably their two two top guys. Uh. So the running back Joey Mankey. I th- I'm pretty sure he's like. Probably smashed every record, like rushing re- record. He's the um, best. Really? He's the best. Yeah, he. He's- yeah, he's gonna. He's. I think right now it's essentially like really good D three schools are looking at him, and then like maybe a walk on opportunity at a PSAC school. Um, okay. So he's not like like he probably runs like a four seven forty, like maybe a four seven five. Like he's not fast, like not even that quick, but he's like. I mean, I don't know much about football other than being, like, a fan and, like, watching it. But, like, you can tell he's, like, a real heady player. Like, just, like, literally, like, reads holes. Like, yeah, he's, he's got – Kale, Kale can relate. Kale knows you got – like, uh, like the Dakota and Matt both had really good football in it. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. They, yeah, like he, he, he He's like that. He's He's got okay. really good instinct. But he's, he's yeah. obviously way better yeah. than both of them. <laughs> yep. And then so – and then my boy Carson Garvey – who plays on the basketball team, shout out Garby. Um, he's got like, they run a, I don't know what the play is that you guys ran, but like they just run nine routes, just run a go route with him. And he scores literally every fucking game. Um, so is he a quick dude or a big dude? 
He's no, he's so he's yeah, he's big. He's I mean for high school football, he's uh he's probably like what six sure. two, probably like I mean he probably weighs like one seventy five. Um, so okay. he's not like stacked or anything, but he's he's pretty fast, uh, and he's a good safety too. So the thing with them is, is what I'll say the separator is is I don't even think necessarily like they're that. So they're solid across the board, but their coaching is like phenomenal. The coach that they have now okay. is uh, so I mean he coached the JV team over at CV for ten years or whatever, however long it was. Um, you can just tell they're really fundamentally sound. Uh, okay. So I heard a so funny story. I heard that uh, I heard a story about him, uh, Coach Zell. Is that his name, Ryan? Yep. He never lost a game as the JV coach. What? Yeah, that's like. It's wow. like it's like it's kind of like a myth, you know. Like I've never asked him <laughs> that, but right. I have heard that from a couple different people. He's never lost a game being the head coach at uh, for the JV team at Cumberland Valley, which he's is impressive. He, but Cumberland Valley back in back when they were uh, under Rimful Rumful and they were running the wing tee like they used to, um, they had so many kids come out, dude. They literally had a whole JV practice to themselves, so it's it's different. Really, it was different. Yeah, yeah. Uh, it, like at Harrisburg, and I'm sure at Boiling Springs too. Like we don't. I, I traveled 15 kids in my JV game. I had linemen lining up on all the special teams. Like that's not. Right. Like, I couldn't do that, dude. You know what I mean? Like right. you would lose every game if you were doing that at the varsity level. But they have. I mean, they traveled like probably a smooth 30 kids like that's good lord yeah yeah the thing that's wow. cool about zell though is like he's an easy guy to root for like he has no like there's no like meathead or like you know like he's not uh like he's so humble like i was talking to him about a couple of their games and sure. just like he's like always optimistic but it's cautious he's never like oh we're you know we're coming for these guys like he's just like hey man you know like we're trying to put him in the best position to win this week Hopefully right, our we guys beat anyone any week if we execute. And all hopefully that our stuff. guys execute what we're teaching them, and hopefully we're good. You know, as in like we did a good job coaching. So it's like he's yeah. just a super humble guy, which is awesome. That's good. That's good. Warner, you got any uh, any basketball preview? Give him uh, the news. Give him the news. <laughs> well, actually, a funny story to preface before I get into the good news of Boiling Springs basketball. So I was kind of ties into it, which is kind of funny. So I was working Trey out. I've worked him out for like a f- several different schools in the past couple months. So Gettysburg, oh. Co- Gettysburg College came up. And so I was doing a workout with Trey and we're talking to the coaches after. And so we end up bringing up somehow like that Heiser, you know, coached at Boiling Springs. Now he's down at yep. Gettysburg. And so Gettysburg's head coach was like, oh, he used to coach for you guys. And we're like, yeah. And he's like, oh, man, he's catching a lot of heat down in our area. And we're, I was like, oh, really? Like, what? what's going on? And he's like, his son, man, freshman quarterback, said, guess he's not playing too well. He's like, oh. <laughs> he, he, he was like, he was like, don't take my word for it. Cause he, like, the, the coach was saying, don't take my word for it. He's like, you know, I don't really pay much attention, but like, sure. you know, he's, it's Gettysburg. So he's like, you know, people talk and he's like, people aren't happy with him. Cause I guess little Brady's struggling and, uh, and guys oh, are just letting him rock out. And I'm pretty sure they have a senior that's like similar level as him. And like, he's just rocking with Brady and he's not doing well. I mean, so so good. That's so so good. So the, the barbage time podcast, favorite football coach is, uh, 
you know, not not doing too hot right now. So yeah. um, I'm sure Starner. I'm sure. <laughs> I'm favorite. sure. I'm sure Starner, Matt, and Dakota will be you know very upset and reach out to Coach Heiser about right. you know being in good spirits. Right. But um, the support system. Yeah, especially especially Matt and Starner. But um, yeah. But anyway, so um, really good news for Boiling Springs basketball today. Um, Trey Martin got his first scholarship offer from Ship. So, okay. Nice. So that should, I mean, ships like, uh, as in for basketball, I mean, the way I like to put it in Cook would know, obviously playing at Lock Haven for uh, football is like, I want to say like the PSAC for sports is like the, like the stepchildren that like nobody liked for division one, like where it's like, you know, it's not all division one type talent, but there's so many like good players at the PSAC level. Um, so I'm just happy for him because it's like one of those things where like, I would love for him to go to ship, but also him getting that offer right before the season starts, that'll get other schools like interested too. So, right. Yeah. It's um, just a buzz, buzz game. Yeah. So it's just, I mean, shit, dude, like the last time we had a fucking kid, like a dude that like was a legitimate prospect at boiling Springs was in the fucking nineties. So, right. Um, so that's good. And then, so I figured I said last time or in the group me that I would, uh, talk a little about bubbler basketball. So, um season starts on the 19th so that's kind of when my life ends but um okay what we are cautiously optimistic that we should be like a top six five seed in the district this year probably like one of our better seasons in probably the past five to six years so um probably even okay. before that maybe seven eight years but uh what i'll do is is like I, hey it's high school basketball so i get it i don't i will probably wouldn't even watch high school basketball if i didn't coach um <laughs> but but what I'll do is I'll make sure uh, maybe drop some links like for a few games. Like so we play ship who's really fucking good. They have a um, their point guard won the division player of the year last year. He's a really good player. And then their big man is going to Minnesota for football. And that motherfucker is a crazy oh, athlete. Wow. So he's six six, three hundred 300 pounds and he can sky like quick off the ground. And he's super athletic and good. So he he's an NFL prospect. Um, oh, wow. So it's one of those things like probably the best year we'll have in a while and probably the I mean Trey's arguably a top three player we've ever had in school history. So right. um so yeah, I mean so I I'm just looking forward to this year for sure. Um it's been uh been a long time coming. I mean, we've done okay the past couple of years, but just we've been like a game or two short of district. So yeah, finger, fingers crossed that we'll, we'll we'll be able to get over the hump and make a little noise when it matters. So that's we'll great, see. man. That's great. Well, all right, boys. So thank you both for the update. And thank you both for joining me tonight. Thanks to our producer, Brandon Barber, on the hook tonight to, uh, to get everything posted and ready to go. And good luck to all managers in week eight. See ya.